folks. Welcome to Young About Pate. I'm Carl Hess. With me, as always, Joel Miller, who is Ooh, late and he's hungover because last night we celebrated five years. I'm actually, I'm actually not hungover. I, I, I don't know super about fucking that. early today. Five years of the Wallace was celebrated last night. Yeah. Uh, some wine was had. It was great. A lot of guest chefs were in attendance. Past, past top 10 guests. Ooh, yeah. Rhea Barbosa, Wes Avila, Steve Sampson, Kevin Meehan of Kali. All, all have been on the pod. We've got the hits. Yeah, just a, a, a rogues gallery of, uh, of, great, of great cookery. Playing the hits. A uh, lot of good food. But it was like one, it was a, approaching one in the morning. And uh, you guys were like, let's go to Jumbo. No, we went to Harvard. And I was like, I'm not doing that. We I'm going home. We ended up, we went to Harvard and Stone. You went to Harvard and Stone? Yeah. What happened to yeah. all that Jumbo's talk? Yeah. A lot of loose talk about Just a Jumbo. Lot, a lot of chatter. Okay. Well, um, it's probably for the best you didn't go to Jumbo's. Well, we, had, we, went, to, we went to Harvard Stone. We saw a bunch of people that we knew okay. over there. Okay. Uh, Una, Una showed up there too, you know. So it was just uh, like a continuation. Well, congrats on five years. Um, <sighs> and now you. that you're sur- you're not surrounded by your your chef peers, what do you think the best dish was besides um, your own? Joel made uh, his roasted maitake mushroom dish. I did for the dinner, which is just so fucking good. It's really great. No, it's great. Knocked up that one out of the park. That was a dinger. If you, if you do say so yourself, that was a, that was a dinger Dingers. right there. Dinger. Uh, I really, I really just like that the gelato with the candied. Yeah. A- so like Kevin's Kevin's signature dessert from Cali Restaurant is that uh, Strauss cream with a, a cured egg yolk shaved on top. Yeah. Pretty fucking satisfying, I would say. I think it's actually a great blend of, you know me as a savory boy. Yeah. I don't want something too sweet, but obviously, you know, who's gonna like ice cream's the best. Yeah, I mean it's, but it was just so sweet and smooth and. I need to creamy. start. I need to start curing yolks. I just want to have a rack of cured yolks ready to it's, go. It's unbelievable. Pull that simple. shit out on anything. I mean, that's just impressive. It's unbelievably simple. You have a friend. yolk and a microplane. You're like, you know, that's fucking, decadence. That's yeah. living, dude. Just just living it up, one yolk at a time, baby. So that was that was really fun, and uh, you know, five years in the restaurant world. That's like a lifetime. It's in a fucking eternity. Mm. I feel like I've I feel like I've just been. At the Wallace for an eternity. <laughs> it's it the, feels like it's fucking forever. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, five years. There's a lot of restaurants that don't make it even, you know, even one year. A lot of restaurants that close after a couple months. It's a cutthroat game out there. It really is. It's, it's hard out there in it's these kill streets. Kill be killed, my it's, friend. It's cutthroat. Yeah. But we had a good time. It was nice. It was nice to celebrate. It's nice to, to see the, the community. Show An all up. natural wine pairing. An all natural wine pairing, which, which was which delightful. Was nice. Really good. It was really delightful. All the wines were phenomenal. Mm. Handpicked by one of our favorite people, Brian Fu. Mm-hmm. He did a great job. I drank a lot of wine, <laughs> and uh, I, it was good. And it was good. See, that's the thing, because I knew if I went to Jumbo's for the for our non LA listeners, Jumbo's Clown Room. You can't even really describe it. It's like an LA institution. It's a strip club, but calling it a strip club is, it's, it doesn't do I don't even it know. justice. I think it's been around. It's been around for like a hundred years. It's, no. It seems like at this point, <laughs> it feels like it's been It was around. one of the first structures built in the yeah, city of Los exactly. Angeles. It was like, well, there was the old Pueblo and of course, Jumbo's Clown Room in the, the mid 1800s. I mean, it is, uh, it is a strip club, but it's not a traditional strip club. Like last time I was no. there, it was like. Two girls were dressed as the Ghostbusters, and then one girl was in like a giant were you, were you there Stay Puft marshmallow <laughs> men suit. No, this was just a regular night. This was this was a Wednesday uh, in June. Yeah, one girl was in a big inflatable Stay Puft marshmallow suit. I was like, okay. I see. I've always known it as like a bikini bar because it's never it's, it's never not topless, p- topless or right. bottomless. Because no. in L.A., 
you can't have topless if you have booze because the right. public can't handle tits and liquor in the same room. There'll be riots. There's, there's, There'll be deaths. There'll be structure fires. Yeah, that would it would it would just not gel. Well I mean, together. I think that's actually probably a good law. I think there's I'm a not lot, really a there's strip a, there club is guy. Actually, like, I'm not a strip club guy either, but there's like um like if you see like strip clubs, just notice like next door there's probably a bar, like like immediately like. Well, you door. know, the only place I really go to strip clubs is Portland, which has the most strip clubs per capita, but they're all kind of like. The cool ones, you just feel like you're in a dive bar and then like some girls dancing to like a pavement song and you're just like, oh, okay. Like it's not like the gross seedy like Vegas <laughs> vibe where you're like, this is this. I went to one strip right. club in Vegas when I was 18. Sure. And it was sad. Yeah. Was no, that's sad. the thing. Most strip clubs are places of great sadness. It's, it is Portland, very much it's like a, more a, casual. It's just like, yeah. oh yeah, here's a girl who has a Lord of the Rings tattoo. Just, uh, you know, doing her thing. <laughs> but I'm glad you didn't go to Jumbo's. Yeah. I, I felt like if I went there, I would have started drinking liquor. I, just, I drank nothing but natural wine last night and maybe a nip of that scotch because there was a scotch tasting happening as well. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, I that. feel like if I just drink natural wine, I feel fine the next day. Yeah, I mean, I had a little, I actually only had a very small amount of the scotch at the restaurant. And then when we went to Harvard, I, th- I think I just had like a beer. Okay. You I think took it like really a, easy. I think I had a like I, I think I had wor- like an Olympia. I was worried about you guys riding off into the night. Nah, we were gay. Plans of jumbos, one a.m. I was like, oh god, we got a podcast tomorrow. I don't know about all this. No, I'm feeling great, feeling good. Went to the restaurant early this morning. I mean, I woke up. I woke up early, bright and bushy. I mean, let the record show. You were late. I was. I was literally one minute late. Past <laughs> I said, eleven o'clock. Get here ten fifteen. Well, I had I had to go all the way to Culver City and what then go from Culver do? City over there. Do? Clean up, I solve dro- broken bottles. In I had there. to drop off a key. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. good. Well, uh, you know, g- great celebration. Good I times. felt great this morning. I went on a walk. Did you? I got after it. A jaunty stroll. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be a walk guy. Yeah. Like I, my exercise is just like walking from one place to drink wine to the other. Uh, that's that's good exercise. Like, like the other night, you I was, have a plan. I that's had a, important. I had it's a glass of Bandini. I had a nice glass of Bandini. I walked all the way to Melody. That's a fucking long walk. Then I had a that, glass that, over there. That is a walk. That then I walked back fucking, to Song. That's like that's four a, miles. That's a trek. I know. Actually, that's not a walk. That's a trek. It's a sojourn. Yeah, <laughs> if you will. Uh, let's we could come up with more. I guess uh, if we really wanted to. Uh, a, a journey of a way of one man's young awakening, strolling yes. the city in search of good natural wine. I mean, couldn't have said it better myself. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna attempt to. As long as I can integrate walking and wine together, I feel like I'm leading a healthy, active lifestyle. You, you, you look good. You're wearing a black T-shirt, so you look weird, but you look it's good. It's so weird. So last it's night bizarre. at the Wallace, I wore. I'm wearing a black T-shirt right now and black jeans. I've never dressed like this. This is. I've literally never worn all is, black before. It feels very strange. You you look like you look like evil. You look like Carl's evil twin. I'm evil. You're like, Carl. hey, oh yes, I'm Carl. How how I love natural wines. Well, as some and food, I eat a lot. May know. I've been a white T-shirt guy for like two years. It's an unsustainable lifestyle. White T-shirt and wine. The Venn diagram there. It's it's just a dirty T-shirt. Like I can't keep these fucking things white. Is it because you, you're turning 35 in uh, in like a day? My birthday is tomorrow. Yeah. Thank you for bringing up my encroaching mortality. Yes, your your shame. Thirty five. Maybe, maybe thirty five is the year I turn to a black tea. You guy. are literally halfway through your life. Fuck. I have seen the future. Wait, you I'm die only at seventy. Seventy. You're, you're living. To, you're only living to seventy. But what about man? all that walking? That doesn't help. What about the walking? It, it doesn't help. You actually die walking across the street, God getting hit by a car. Damn it! On your way from Bandini the to another woman restaurant. Woman was right. I mean, look, if 35 is the year that I become a black tea guy, maybe I just embrace it. Because these whites, I'm soaking them in Oxyclean. I'm putting bleach in the washer. They're, they're, 
too much. They're effort. not white. It's too much effort. God damn it! It's too much. I you really, can't keep your whites. I white. really like the white tea though. No, I'm it's over. Gonna, I'm gonna be evil. That Carl. part of your life has passed. I'm, I'm gonna be you evil. Have to Carl look towards the future. I, I mean, look. I spilled a little wine on this last night. You can't even tell where. I'm, it looks clean. I can't. I can't see a thing. I'm a black tea guy now. I, I feel like you woke up in that. It feels. It feels like a <laughs> New York look though. All black it, it, with the, boots. Doesn't it? Oh, I don't know. I feel I like a notice. goth. I really don't notice your footwear. Mm. So. Well, I'm back you to feel, You feel like a goth? I feel like a goth. You're going to be just like, tomorrow, I'm going to see you. Like, hey, Carl. And you're like, I have corpse paint on now. That's God. who I am. Like, Carl, how's your birthday? Life is pain. <laughs> Nothing but pain. It's a large, expansive well, pain. Well, what do you What's have, the point? Well, what do you have planned for your birthday tomorrow, man? Uh, you, I know it's going to be a heavy eating day. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. I'm going to try to be healthy today. I can go hard tomorrow. My plan, which I've been doing the last couple of years, is just to go to Park's Barbecue, the best Korean barbecue in the city. Uh, that's not a bad Probably plan the best Korean barbecue outside of Korea. I have you say. been to Korea? No, I never have. Well, then how would you know? Well, I'm thinking LA has the largest population of Koreans outside Korea. Parks is the best in LA. What if it's better than Korea? I don't know. Like, I know. You've been to Korea. I have. Did you eat a lot of Korean barbecue? I feel like you did it. I feel like you no. fucked up. No, we didn't actually. We ate up a lot of like traditional Korean okay. Korean places. Okay. It's like cold buckwheat noodles sure, and sure. fucking you were get, you were water and shit. You were getting in there. Or like a whole pig and trotters. I wonder it's what great. is considered the best in Seoul. But I, I consider Parks the best deal. Obviously, there's other competitors up there. Parks is not alone at the top of the mountain. No. But I still think it's the best. But the view from the top is nice. So if you're uh, going to go somewhere, go to Parks. So yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I've done the last couple of years. Get a crew. Yeah. Go to Parks. It is like probably the best communal eating experience you can have. Just like everyone around the table. You know, the banchan's flowing. The beer's flowing. You, the meat's you, coming do out. Do you do the soju at all or no? You know, I'll do a little soju. I, I, the thing about I soju is soju. when you're drinking beers and eating meats, the soju like sneaks up on you because it, it goes down so easy. It's not like hard liquor it doesn't where taste like you take anything. a shot of hard liquor and you're like, I respect that shot. <laughs> like you, you feel the burn. Like soju, you're just like drinking like water. And then, you know, an hour in the meal, you're like, well, I'm hammered. <laughs> so, you know, maybe a little soju. I a feel like it's, it's true. I, you have I to gave have. up on the soju because the worst hangover in my entire life was when I went to like Road to Soul or Star Barbecue. We did. We drank like nine bottles of soju between like four people. And I never felt more in pain the next day in my entire life. It was fucking awful. Wow. I felt like I got hit by a truck. Like I like I opened my eyes and I just couldn't get out of bed. Like my brain was like, get up. And my body was like, you're not going anywhere, I don't, sir. I don't think we can blame that on Soju. I think we can just blame that on you. You're weak. Mm, I am like veal at this point, <laughs> I guess. Nobody can see, but I'm just poking my body. Look, we're in the season <laughs> of indulgence right now. From, from Thanksgiving through Christmas, it's basically a wash. It, it really is. I mean, it's like, what? I'm going to exercise? Like an idiot? Get no, out of here. No, no I, I absolutely have to. not. I'm going to exercise today, actually. I have to exercise. I did one That's the problem. You can't let it. yourself go too hard in the intermittent period between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Because if it just turns into like a month-long bender, you're done. Yeah, you're going to end up looking like, uh, who's the guy that's playing Dick Cheney? Fuck. <laughs> Bale. Okay, yeah, Christian Bale. Dude, Bale gained so much weight for that. And I read in an interview, he was just like, yeah, I've just been like eating a lot of pie. <laughs> I'm like, I respect this guy's process. I respect him as an actor. See, for the machinist, an apple a day for fucking, uh, for Dude, whatever. Bale goes you know, hard on some weight loss pies slash per meal, weight you know? gain. He's not fucking around. No, that guy is committed. He looks so much like Carl Rove. He really does. It's fucking scary. He really does. I can't imagine looking in the mirror and just being like, what have I done? What have myself? I done? I used to be Batman. Look at me now. No, but you know Bale's the type of dude who looks in the mirror and he's like, I'm so fucking good. Look how much I look like Carl Rove. <laughs> 
No one else could bring this attention to detail and commitment of weight gain to the part. He's fu- he's fucking his wife, I assume, or whatever. Call and me he's, Carl. And he's call me Carl. And he's doing that American Psycho thing where mm. he looks in the mirror and is flexing. Mm. Who's in expanding his gigantic your executive belly. power right now? <laughs> Say my name. Well, this has been fun. Well, this has been fun. Podcast over. Podcast over. <laughs> Anytime you get to Carl Rove fucking and I'm doing an impression of it, it's like shut it down. Yeah, I know. Shut it down. We've gone off the rails. It's too much. Too much wine. Uh, well, let us realign by bringing our guest in. Yes, please. Uh, we had a focus, man. You know, I think our chief. I mean, talk about bringing a professional perspective to podcast. Not only is he a professional. Hold on. Let me just. Our guest today is Richard Parks the Third. Wait, hold on. Let me get. Our guest today is Richard Parks the Third, aka RP Three. Uh, you know, he, he gave us multiple business cards, so there's so much I can read from. There's three of them, actually. I mean, I, I love that you have a, a business card for your podcast, but we Thank got you. film, writing, food, podcast, executive producer of original content at a publishing company, and you have a cool pic of you leaning on an awesome car. Is that your car? It used to be, as I point out on the back of the, the card itself. Oh, I love I this. I used to drive a cool truck. Yeah, it's a 1977 Toyota pickup <laughs> truck. That's when they only had one. They that's that's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love that it says used to drive a cool truck. So then people get your car and they're like, this guy's not fucking around. Yeah, this, yeah but you don't have the truck anymore? I'm not hiring you. <laughs> people sometimes think it's a DeLorean because of the oh, it, people are, old BMW. Are dumb. People I are thought it was an old BMW, BMW with a roof rack. You look, you look like Serbian in this picture. Thank you. You're very welcome. You do look like you're like about to go on like a crazy adventure. You know what it is? It's the epaulets. He has like a field jacket that has those epaulets on the shoulder. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. like an adventure jacket right yeah. there. Uh, members only, baby. You can strap some gloves in there. I'm reporting <laughs> to you from the war zone right now. Well, thank you for accepting all the printed matter. That thank you I for bringing it. And uh, so you co-authored the Gorilla Tacos cookbook I with did. Wes Avila. Yes. Top 10 guest. Uh, it was great to see Wes last night. He made a delicious... Uh, pork, carnitas. pork carnitas with a mojo, mojo negro. negro. Yes. Um, so you've brought... And I remember I got this once from the truck. It's a flyer for the cookbook, but within it is a playable music LP. Uh, right. I guess it, yeah, printed on the f- it's printed, printed on. on the flyer. Within it sounds like it's like a book. Well, not an LP, but um, one song. One song, yeah, a, a singular song, a yes. custom house a track yeah. called "Baby Want to Eat Some Tacos." Woo! What? Why doesn't it say that on here? Composed by DJ Rob Yo Hart. Okay, aka. <laughs> Wes's nephew. Oh, <laughs> I see the. He throws these amazing parties. I've seen videos on Instagram. He brings out a lot of. He's like, he's like a popular DJ. Okay, so he's an actual DJ. Absolutely. This isn't just like Wes's family member who's like, "Hey, I made a techno song about tacos. You want to uh, throw that out there?" <laughs> Wes is like, "I guess." It's a little bit from column A, a little okay. bit from column okay. B. <laughs> Uh, but we wanted to do this because it, it came up on a conference call. They're like, we have like $3,000 to promote this book. What do you want to do? Right. And, like, and he was like, Pins. how song about tacos? Exactly. Printed on a postcard that you can actually put in the mail. I've done it. This is and it's still playable? Do. It's called a flexi disc, which yeah. is basically any thin piece of paper that you would print a th- very thin sheet of vinyl on. You right. hear about like, you know, 120 gram vinyl. Yes. This is probably like four gram vinyl right. or something the like that. The thing about these though, it's like, it's, you can play it like once or twice, but like after that, it's like, eh, it's kind of a wash. You're going to have to get another flyer. Well, it's funny. When I got, I was there at the final service at Silver Lake Wine, the last day of the truck, and I got it off the truck and I was like, what, what song is this? And the, and the girl working was just like, that's about tacos. I was like, well, is it like a rap song? Like, is it a ballad? She's like, no, I can't really describe it. 
I was just like, wow. Yeah. Is it about? It's and like then November I, rain for And then tacos. I lost it later that night because we had a bunch of wine. But now I have one and I'm going to listen to it right when we're done. Well, Perfect. you've had two of the 1,000 we printed. Oh, shit. Limited edition. Yes. I'm going to cherish absolutely. this. Absolutely. But they used to come in, uh, FlexiDisc used to be distributed in like fast food meals in the 80s. Wow. And Wes was a huge fast food fan. And like, okay. In, so this is kind of an homage to right. a, a previous exactly. era a of food uh, PR. At one point, if you got any Burger King kids meal, it would come, of one, it would come with one of five FlexiDisc recorded by ALF. <gasps> what? Yes. Dude, that's brand synergy right oh there. Oh my God. And, and they, they, were and like, they had like a, a sandwich that looked like a, a cat. cat. And yeah. it was like, get the new, Al- uh, the new Alf cat. There's like, Special. There's cat like a majority of people listening right now that have no idea what Alf is. God, that's right. I'm looking Which at 35 tomorrow. I'm fucking old. I'm making Alf references over here. So you might even be a little bit young for it. I'm 36, and I don't remember. Although my parents didn't let me eat fast food when I was growing up. So neither. See, did- I don't remember. I don't remember that specific promotion, but I do remember Alf. I remember Alf, but I don't think I ever watched Alf. Like he was culturally around. Same. I knew he was from Melmac. I knew he ate cats. I don't think I ever watched an episode of the show. I don't even know what? when it was really? on. No, yeah. never did. I don't think I ever. Am I wrong? Or was Alf ever like a guest star on Small Wonder? Yeah. He was. Alf, Alf okay. was like also, in a lot of other let's shit. Let's talk about Small Wonder. Yeah. The, the weirdest show ever. The, like, weirder than an alien. I never I mean, watched Small Wonder. Small Wonder. The premise was a guy has a son and a wife and wants a daughter and then creates a robot but dresses her up like a maid and and her name is Vicky and she doesn't talk like a normal person but everybody seems to think that out of nowhere this guy got a daughter that cleans the house and looks like a maid never changes her clothes and has a weird voice and it's just it's a bizarre show and you can open her up and you can open up like a console and like I, back. I don't think I ever realized that's what that show was one about. of the this is when theme songs were great like when everyone wrote a theme song they didn't just like use some like fucking track the Jesus. theme song was small wonder God, it was you guys amazing I never I never knew shit about this show yeah you know amazing speaking of theme songs you have a food podcast Yes. podcast called Richard's Famous Food Podcast. Thank you. Did you make your own song? The theme song. Is that a theme song or was that? That is a theme There was song. like a rap. Oh, well, there's a couple. There's a lot of musical elements I to like it. this. I well, like a musical. See, this is what we need. We need an original theme. Hey. We, I mean, we don't need an original theme, baby. We yeah, got what we got. We, we just no, <laughs> no. We'll do it like the small wonder. Absolutely not. He's got a beard and dum, dum, he dresses in black dum, and it's a fucking podcast. I don't know. I don't know if we got to work on it. See, it doesn't take much. What's yours? <laughs> What's yours? My theme song is by uh, Dr. Bobby Halverson, Ooh. who is a fantastic local LA musician. He has a band called Brother Sister you should check out. Damn, and I called Bobby because talent. I had an idea. I wanted to do like an old school, like when they would sing call letters for radio stations. Yes, I like that. Uh, <laughs> kind of bring harmony. it back to a retro station ID vibe. And Bobby's really good with the, the harmonized vocals. And so he did this this great little ditty for me. Some of the, the other music is by me and my friends. And we try to include a lot of music, you know, sound design, oral whimsy. So, in- such a multi-talent. Joel used to be in a band. He hasn't, he hasn't done shit for this podcast. I really have Make an emo song about pate, god damn it. You know, it, uh, no. <laughs> How dare you? I've only Absolutely a, not. I've only had a full-time job for about one year of my life total. So I like that. That's, can, a good, that's a good ratio. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? I mean, this guy doesn't work. I'm a comedian, but like, I can't really make a theme song. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I could kind of sing. I have a lot of nice friends. So yeah, Bobby made the theme song, which um, I'm really, really happy with. But the fake, the, the food rap thing, that was by me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the food rap thing was good. 
And also, because the world really needs another silly rap about food, so I decided to put one out on my podcast. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, the I don't know if you posted the whole song, but the snippet that I heard sounded great. There actually wasn't a whole song. Okay. The, it was the just that. Of the episode is that I had so much trouble finishing many, many episodes that right. I had started that I just sort of threw a bunch of. It's a mishmash. It's right. just a bunch of odds and ends that never really got <laughs> fully realized thrown right. in there. So, but I kind of like that because like you know, taking leftovers and, and making a whole new meal like we've been doing for the last week with Thanksgiving food. Yes. You're just kind of like, I'm taking all these uh, disparate ingredients and I'm, I'm making a nice dish out of them right here. Thank you. I thought it turned out It's a okay. real cornucopia of sound. Well, if you'll notice, there's only three episodes of the podcast. Yes. So, um, well, you've got other shit going on. Yeah. I do. Yeah. You saw the business cards. Come yeah. On. Look at this. Oh, my God. He used to have a truck. There's <laughs> writing involved. He's a, you're in publishing. You're in the publishing industry. Yeah. That's the full-time job. But yeah, do the food writing. Do the fake rap songs every once in a while in my bedroom. Uh, write the cookbooks. You know, nobody gets hurt. <laughs> your, your icon of you as a pickle uh, is fucking great. Thank you. Are you a big pickle guy? Yes, I've made pickles for many, many years. In fact, this holiday season will, I think, be the 11th year consecutively that I've made some form of spicy pickle wow. and given it to a, just whoever I happen to see, friends of mine. I love that. Out. It's kind of increased. If someone just gave you pickles, would you, would you would be stoked. I would instantly love them. Yeah. Started with Thank vine- you. Started with vinegar pickled jalapenos. Okay. Has evolved started, into started classic. a fermented like chili and garlic thing now. Nice. Okay. Sometimes mixing in some homemade red wine vinegar. Okay. I don't know. It's sort of a sriracha-esque. Would you, would you say that you were kind of ahead of the curve on this current? Because now like, fermentation is very in- no, uh, you know, I, I yeah, think it was, maybe it was him and it was him and Rene Redepi from Noma. But they were I, on the fucking vanguard of this fucking movement. But if you've been doing I, it for 11 years, I feel like you were kind of ahead of this fermentation trend that we're so firmly in right now. It was vinegar pickles back then, but it was 11 years ago and I was living in Oakland, California. Okay. So I was shopping at Berkeley Bowl. In fact, I made a how to pickling video that I'll send you guys later. Wow. We will, we will be putting the link to that up on. This is OG pickle shit. It is called pickling perfect peppers in okay. not too many easy steps and actually there's a little original music in that too but it, <laughs> it, it features me shopping at berkeley bowl so you know it was like an east bay thing you had a budget a of three thousand dollars and it was Absolutely. it was great w- would you like Standard did you definition. have other like <laughs> fermentation heads living in oakland at the time and you'd like meet at the coffee shop you'd be like you should see what i'm cooking up back home man with these with these jalapenos and another guy's like, no man, that's bullshit. I got even, I got something even better. Look at this kimchi that just came out of the ground. I got it buried in the backyard. Why are, why are they like stoned? Yeah, I'm thinking Oakland coffee shop. <laughs> why is everyone's? Why are you, you're just squinting Listen, your eyes, brother? You put in way too much vinegar, man. Look, hey, this is this is too sour for me, man. You know I love sour. I love sour diesel, but I don't like sour pickles, bro. <laughs> Or were you just kind of on your own? Or did you have a fermentation support system? Not far off at all. Those are the people I was probably looking for, looking, trying to connect with. Right. I imagine they were, you right. know. You're, you're starting conversations about pickles at the bar. People are like, who's this motherfucker? Pretty much that was it. But no, yeah, mostly a lone wolf pickler. Um, but I found my community since then. Right. In fact, are you one do, of those guys that drinks the, the, the juice? Are uh, you a pickle juice drinker? You've got to drink the juice. I mean, I use it for other things. You right. know what I do? When I ferment things, a lot of the time, like if, I'll, if I ferment like, uh, like long beans, for example, mm. like yellow beans, you can start like a, throw that into like a salad dressing. Yes. Yeah. You know what's great to do with, uh, if you do chilies and garlic or chilies in a brine, the way that I did last year, 
and then you're straining out the fermented vegetables and blending that up to start your hot sauce, but you have all this leftover very spicy brine. Put some chicken in there Whoa. to marinate it, and then uh, fry that chicken. I recommend doing that. Uh, I've that had great. I've had pickle brine chicken before. I'm trying to remember where that was. Uh, it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, I love sit, so like if you look in my refrigerator right now, there's so many like jars with a quarter inch of like vinegar because I love buying pickled shit. Always save the juice. Usually put it into a salad dressing. Yeah. I mean, I think that's sound advice. It's like I'm putting vinegar in the salad dressing. Exactly. And, you know, I, you know, I like to make dressings. Right. I don't, I don't buy store bought. And you love leftovers. I so love you love leftovers. leftovers. So basically, I start with you know good olive oil and then find some fucking vinegar that's yeah. been like, oh, what's this purple that's, vinegar? That's, that's all you need, man. I know. Yep. So like oil for, and vinegar. For pickled romesco that I had three months ago. It's just been sitting in there. I mean. I'm like, I want to get further into the fermentation shit, but it feels like you've been in the game a long time. (laughs) What would be your advice to someone who wants to dive into it, but uh, is maybe a little intimidated? Just try a sauerkraut. I mean, there's, there's nothing to it. It it ferments really easily. Um, there's, there's not a lot that you can do to mess it up. Right. You just got to let that kraut work. Yeah. You got to let it do its thing. Um, but I would say just trust yourself too, because I think a lot of people get intimidated when there are sciencey things happening in right. the kitchen. Maybe like a little mold on top and they're like, can I still eat it? And you're just like, brush that, just brush that off. But you really got to trust your like, if this is totally repellent to me in terms of its smell <laughs> right. and taste, funkiness is one thing, but you will know. You will know if it's bad. To eat something. Yeah. You like you're not going to yeah. put it in your mouth. Yeah. People are always like, Oh, can you smell this for me? And I'm like, no, why don't you smell it yourself? You'll, you'll fucking know <laughs> if you're, if your head goes back really quick, like yeah. whip like if you you'll can't know it's smell not good. something that's gonna make you sick like it's, it's darwinism like you're gonna you're not gonna make it very long <laughs> you're out here oh you smell the milk it's like ah, if you if you can't smell rot yeah you're not gonna last very long a friend of mine was visiting recently and she brought someone over who i'd never met and he was like well i'm into fermented things right and so we started the tour of all the right. fermented stuff you were sizing each other up you're like what, what are you currently working on but I, he's looking know, I at your like... jars like okay this guy's pretty heavyweight <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he was down and he was he was passing the test. He ate the pickled watermelon okay. rind from like two oh, years ago. Okay. Pickled watermelon rind rules. It does. People right? got to stop throwing away the rind. I love pickled pickle watermelon rind. Pickle that shit. Chop it up. Throw it in a salad. I like that. That's how your test. You're like, is this guy? Is this guy for real? Is this guy, I'll give is, a, I'll is this guy legit? Rind. I'll hit him with you the take, fucking you rind. Take a, you take a jar and it's like. <laughs> slide it across and you just don't like break eye contact your with eyes the guy. are locked he's yeah. like putting it to his mouth no. slowly he's like he's flinching a little bit because it's so funky you're like that's been in there for three years brother he can handle that he's like i can't do it and you're like get the fuck out so he liked it yeah but then we got to the uh broccoli kimchi Ooh, that's when you funky. open up a broccoli Ooh, kimchi boy. you're on that line of right is this repellent or is this just what broccoli kimchi do, yeah. tastes like? Right. You're yeah. right in that line because yeah, yeah. that could be a razor thin edge. Yeah. yeah that, that, like opening, like after you have, have that kimchi sit for know, a few months and then you open, the, finally like break the seal, <laughs> it's like you can, you can see everything. You can see things like yeah, coming like a out. Like, yeah. A miasma emerges from yes. the jar. You're just like, ooh. Ooh. Oh, God. Did he <laughs> I'm going to eat that. Did he eat the broccoli? He did, yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris. Shout out to Shout Chris. out to Chris. He yeah. survived the gauntlet, yeah. the fermentation <laughs> gauntlet. You know, I'm sorry that I jumped in early um, no. when, when we went into the second segment of this podcast, but I wanted to point out to the listeners, I'm sure that maybe they know, but like Brett Easton Ellis, when you guys do your front matter, the guest is present. 
Wow. First of all, never heard it called front matter. I, I mean, love we're, that We're term. keeping that, by the way. We're, we're, is like, that a you term? Can come, you can come by for the front matter, or you can stay. Yeah. Or you can it's leave. up to you. It's you want to be here well, for the yeah, front yeah, matter? You don't want to be here? We'll, well, I mean, we'll hit you on the back matter for sure. <laughs> is, that a, is that a literary term? Is that a podcasting term? It's it's a deep podcasting term. Wow. We're learning deep so much. Cuts. We're deep learning. cuts. He has the business card of his podcast. You know he knows shit. You got to have three business cards to use a term like <laughs> I only well, have you know fucking funny. one. I'm an it's idiot funny that here. you brought that up because originally this is how we were doing it. Last few episodes, Joel and I have been recording separately. Yes. Okay. Uh, which is what we're going to do today, but Joel is hungover and late. Uh, but sure. I actually also <laughs> like the guest to be here because... You know, when we do our front matter, it kind of shows them, uh, you know, that there's really no format and it's just that kind of podcast. You right. know, they get the vibe. Yeah. Uh, but we've been doing we've been doing the front matter on our own. But I like that you were here for it because, you know, you're you're part of the vibe. I like that I was here for it, too. And it just felt like the idea of podcasts like this being something where you can kind of eavesdrop on someone's relationship right. and, and kind of be in on all their jokes, but right. not have to schedule it or actually hang out with them. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean, I think that is the appeal. Like when you listen to a good podcast and you know, I hope people think of that about this podcast. It's like, oh, I'm just uh, hanging out with some uh, my audio friends. Exactly. Just hanging out with some fun guys. Just having a good time talking yeah. about pickled watermelon rind and right. broccoli kimchi. Wait, what was the resemblance to Brady Sinellis? Does he have a podcast? Only in that, so Brady Sinellis does have a podcast. Oh, wow. I didn't it, even know it, that. It went behind a pay barrier for this most recent oh, season. Oh, so Brett, give the people the content for free. But he is a huge self-proclaimed cinephile. He watches sure. every movie sure. and uh, has very serious opinions about culture. And he'll do these <laughs> like 20-minute like monologues just about you know, uh, the debate between, you know, whether television is better than movies, for okay. example. He'll really get going on his bread. It's an interview Sinellis show. Shit. Really it's an interview show, it. but with he, a lot of monologues. And he's like literally reading an essay, like a Brady Sinellis essay that he has written that, <laughs> that like nobody has cut down for size and it's right. going on for like 20 minutes. That sounds terrible. And then he'll end and it'll crescendo into this like four part question. And he's like, by the way, Marilyn Manson is here. And so what do you make of all this? <laughs> and and Marilyn Manson has been sitting there the whole time. And like, do you agree with the idea that like late capitalism has destroyed like commercial art? And also, right. what do you think of Kanye's latest work? Right. And, um, and you have five minutes to answer because I just did 40 minutes solo. And in Invariably, these guests are just like you can you can hear how stunned they are yeah, by, they're by like, having just witnessed uh, the performance of this cultural essay mixed with a four part. Maybe that's what we need. Would you say that uh, this podcast is just a song on the tapestry of a book that I've written about yeah. not about just your my life book but of mine. everyone's lives? I'm gonna start by reading like very scholarly and literary type essays about Mayo that I write and. Uh, <laughs> I will, I will throw out a great Mayo fact. Um, there is some debate about this amongst food historians, but uh, Mayo, a lot of people think, is named after Menorca, the place in the Mediterranean. And Menorca, in turn, is named after uh, this Carthage, uh, Carthaginian general uh, whose name was like Mago Barca, and he was Hannibal's brother. So Mayo is named after Hannibal's brother. Pretty good, right? I guess we all learned something today. Mm -hmm. Lordy, lordy. Hannibal the Barbarian. Menorca or Mallorca? Menorca. Man. So... How do you remember this? I don't know. Carthaginian? Mallorca? Hannibal? Yeah. If? When you got to the Carthaginian... (laughs) These are all big words. You know what? 
I don't think that Carl liked the fact that I used the term front matter. No, I love so front matter. He had to one up me with that's true. Carthage. Carthage. I, I had to bring in uh, ancient Carthage. <laughs> um, front matter is fucking rad, though. I'm, I'm, Join I, us next week on Yelling About Bad Day. We'll be discussing Charlemagne. <laughs> I love like tracing back like fucking like food history, though. You know, like I, it's oh, yeah. such a fascinating part of it. Like There's Carl is, doesn't stuff. even have a script in front of him. He has no notes. I have no I'm just, notes. I'm just freestyling, baby. This is all from that old noggin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's like my one mayo fact. I don't know what else would be in my mayo essay, but I do respect. I have a mayo fact actually. Oh, fact: mayo is not the superior condiment. Mustard is. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> We're, this is an ongoing. This is ongoing. So, so you see like when people like banter, but like we also fight. You but know, it, Carl and I also do fight. We have our daily mayo mustard fight. Yeah. Yeah. Since I'm in the presence of a chef, uh, when you make a mayonnaise, doesn't it always have mustard in it? Uh, no. I mean, nope. no. You don't have to put mustard so, in the mayo. I mean, yolk, if, if you're well, doing it, you, you, you can. Well, you can. What you, are the you, component you, you parts? Can, you can put like a little like Dijon and help like um, get the emulsification started, right. but... I mean, you can just use like egg yolk and lime juice or like a little bit of vinegar, any some kind of vinegar. Lemon juice. Uh, lemon juice or uh, whatever, and then just slowly drizzle in. You know what I want to do? And balance it out with like water. We've been talking a lot about mayo, and I've been advocating for mayo, but uh, I've been seeing this on the internet. I don't know if this is like a new thing or what, but I've been the seeing The internet this. has been around for quite some time, actually. Yeah, have yes. you heard of the information superhighway? Just go to www.altavista.com. I, I got this disc in the mail. I was like, AOL, what the hell is this? That was great. Two point, I used to have AOL. I remember AOL 2.5 and thinking that that was the fucking future. Yeah, like, it, was. it was. And I was just like, wow. I went into, I went into a Mayo chat rooms. I fucking chopped <laughs> it up with my Mayo brethren. <laughs> May- no, I've been seeing this on the internet a lot. It's a... Mayo and peanut butter sandwich. Yes, I've uh, yeah. I don't know I've, if this I've is like a that. new trend or but I've seen multiple posts about it on Twitter and Instagram and uh I haven't heard about this. I want to try it, I feel like. I feel like it might be good. This I disagree, but you know, you you can you can be the taster, tester. Uh, you can you can do it yourself. I feel like it could work. You just let me know how that goes. I'm going to eat other sandwiches and you can eat that one. Mm, you can have it. I'll give it to you. I I'm adventurous. Some say I'm like the Brett Easton Ellis of food. <laughs> oh, God. Carl's going to go off for 20 fucking minutes. I should mention that uh, I haven't read a ton of his books. I've read Less Than Zero. I've, of course, read American Psycho, which was a favorite when I was young. Joel has an American Psycho tattoo. I do. There are a lot of ta- That was the other thing that I was going to mention. That During the front matter, I got to learn. I, I got to see you guys kind of visually interact. I learned that, in fact, Carl is not wearing pajamas. He is wearing what he claims to I, wear. Um, he, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. He will be roadieing later. <laughs> and I'm like in I'm the going East on Village. tour with Warrant. I'm well, sorry, a Warrant cover band. I have to look the part. No, that that's not black. Warrant. They wore like spandex and tights and huge hair. Yeah, but not now in the here and now, man. They're older. Okay, you know? that's true. They, they've they grown probably up. wear all black. They've grown up. But Joel's outfit includes a Larb King hat. Mm-hmm. Damn right. Shout out to because uh, I didn't have my Burger King hat. Shout out to Larb. <laughs> a Ash Heather Gray yeah. jersey mm-hmm. tee. Standard chef outfit. And what just from where I'm standing, you have a very impressive array of tattoos. So many. Yeah. So the, the tattoo he has for American Psycho, Tons. I believe it's on your leg and says, try getting a reservation at Dorcia now, you dumb. You fucking stupid bastard. You fucking bastard. stupid bastard. Yes. Which yes. I fucking love. And I remember reading that book and thinking Dorcia was a real restaurant. Yeah. And being like, 
one day I'm going to go to Dorsey. Well, you can't <laughs> get a reservation. Really try getting a reservation. Try getting a reservation. Yeah. I, do, I do love the part in the movie where you... And you, I, got, I got the tattoo when I was in New York. When I was just... I just went to New York for like three days and I was like, I'm going to get a fucking tattoo. I'm going to get an American Psycho tattoo. But I'm not going to get the one that like everyone else has, which is like either his face covered in blood do or Do a like lot of people have like, American Psycho tattoos? Lots of people do have American Psycho do tattoos. They? Yeah, because people like... I've seen one that like it's like a, a computer screen says, feed me a stray cat. Like the people, really, that's actually a people deep really, cut. really get out there. And, that's a but deep I was just cut. like, you know what? I want it. I want this. And it's like done by this guy, John Mesa. I was just like, this is what I want. He wrote it out. And it's like in like, it's like bloody kind of like it's all splattered and all that shit, but it's in black and white. It does look good. It looks really good. I look great. You'll never see it because it's on my leg. Right. My wife sees it all the time. Shout out to my wife. She's great. Uh, she sees my leg all the time. I'm, sh- I'm constantly <laughs> Constant showing leg viewing. I'm constantly marriage, showing her folks. her magams. Constant leg viewing. She is calls part of marriage. She, she calls them my sticks. She's like, ah, look at those sticks or gams. That's she's a- an old soul. <laughs> gams. She's a, yeah, she says gams. Ah, uh, Joel, when I wake up in the morning and I see them gams, I just know I'm a lucky girl. <laughs> I'm so happy to be married to you. Damn right. <laughs> oh, that's a good pull quote. Shout out to my wife. She's great. She's great. Shout out to my wife. She's great. Is that your only literary tattoo? Uh, no, I have a... Uh, this is Italian from Dante's Inferno. I yeah. never knew that. Yeah. What does it say? It says... You don't Considerate know. la vostra... Get up, get up, And I went down into the hell. It was a pretty bad. So it's, it's... Consider your origins. Men were not meant to live as brute, but to follow virtue... Of, to be like follow a virtuous path like... And, and not... Okay, Brad Easton Ellis. Yeah. Calm down over there. And, and now, welcome to Musings with Joel Miller. <laughs> Richard. Da, 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 musings If you had to get a, a food tattoo, what would you get? Uh... Well, you know, you uh, should get this pickle tattooed on you. I've considered. We're going to put the pickle on, up on the Instagram. But account. if I get it, because I do not have a tattoo, if I get it, it's either going to be on my chest. Sure. Because I think it'll be pretty bold if people are like, "Oh, Parks is kind of a nerdy food guy," and then at the pool, right? Party, and then you, you pull it out like, and sure. yeah, and it's like a Conor McGregor like monkey like head with a flames around it, like so, a, like a nine year old did his tattoo. Jesus Christ, Conor, <laughs> come at me, bro. Seriously, I like that. Tattoo. I will. I will fight you. I like that tattoo. <laughs> But for the benefit of the listeners, it's it's a pickle floating yes. in outer space. It's you as a pickle. Me as a pickle. Oh, is it in outer space? Well, we changed the background. Well, it could be anywhere, really. But it does have a mustache and thick eyebrows. The way, yeah, it, it does resemble. That's me. a great tattoo right it there. Yeah. And it, he has these little skinny arms, and he's holding an old timey radio microphone. And he's talking into it, and, and he has one point. finger up as if to say, "That guy." <laughs> I have another thing to but, say. Uh, yeah. Space pickle. Oh, and, and bio, by the way. We go now Pickles live. Pickles can breathe in space. We go now live to Space Pickle. Live. <laughs> I'm still in orbit. Checking in. Oh, gosh. So if I got any food-related tattoo, it would have to be that on yeah. my neck, face, or chest. Right. No, yeah. you, you would go the Takeshi 6ix9ine route <laughs> and just get it right plastered on your cheek. Dude, getting a pickle face tattoo is a, is a, ferment, a fermentation power move. That is a statement. Your move, Red Zeppi. Where are you at? <laughs> This was made by my friend, James Braithwaite, who is a very talented illustrator. Shout out to James. And when I was pickling back, yawn, 11 years mm-hmm. ago, I was thinking about commercializing it at some point, and this was going to be a pickle label, but then I didn't get it together. Oh, I see. Five years later, you were going to do the brand. Vanity Podcast. <laughs> so we got to... Look, podcasts are the new fermentation. Okay? It really fermentation is. is out. Podcast fucking in. Do you guys love doing this podcast? I do love doing Not this anymore. podcast. No. And, uh, now that he's changed to black, this is fucking weird. No, this <laughs> is... Th- look, this is me in my mid-30s, Joel. You have to accept... Wow, you're having a midlife crisis. You have to accept... What are you yes, going to buy? You're going to buy a Ferrari next? Like, I don't know what's Jesus happened to Carly. started wearing black tees, really going off the reservation. Talking a lot about spicy pickles. You're just going to get like a long dangly cross earring or something like fucking Kiefer Sutherland from 
Lost Boys? No. If, if either one of us getting a cross earring, it's definitely you. It would never be me. Yes. I get cross tattoo. You're way more emo than me, and that's an emo move. I beg, well, I don't think so anymore. You look very emo right now. Life is pain. I have a question. As, as the conversation reaches this fever pitch, <laughs> what has this podcast done to or for your relationship? Uh, it's definitely driven a wedge between us that we will never no, be able yeah. to extricate. Yeah. And I've realized how bad Joel's opinions are about almost everything. And I'm surprised it took him that long to realize how bad my opinions were. I told him when he first came up with the idea. He I was like, me. you don't want me on he here. fooled me. I love mustard and I will never fucking waver. Mm. And it's really just, yeah. No, it's been actually good because it's kind of a built-in hangout because Joel really only has one day off. You know, he has a restaurant to run. So, you know, Mondays have kind of become a, a built-in hangout. for. We usually record on Mondays. Yeah. Uh, so you know we could have lied to the people. They don't fucking know it's yeah, you Tuesday don't know right now. Are. You don't yeah, know our what lives. day is it? Who knows? This is last year. That's what all. year is it? I don't know. 2014. We started this podcast nine years ago. <laughs> like front matter, that's a little bit of pro podcast magic. Ooh, yeah, I like <laughs> that. You, I've noticed, your podcast has a number on the bottom of the card. What happens if I call three two three eight one food four? It's a Google Voice number, okay. and you can leave me a message. Hopefully, you'll leave a, a tip, a grievance, or you know maybe a story about food that I could maybe. What's the best? Oh thing God, you've Brett Easton Ellis is gonna call yeah. you. It's gonna be a long ass. Brett fucking calls message. and does a forty-minute essay about like fucking fermentation and like it's it's roots back to the ancient. Then he asks you nine questions you can't answer because it's a voicemail. I mean, it began it- with salt curing the Romans. <laughs> they had to save me, Brett. Brett, please. It's, it's, it's not that long of a podcast. The funny thing about mayo is it started from the Carthage. Do you, what do you know about ancient Carthage? <laughs> <laughs> well, after this drops, yeah, I'm going to have to be clearing more space in my Google Voice. I, have you I gotten anything you good? I've gotten a couple. I, I got a hilarious one from somebody. A lot of time it's people I kind of know or like I kind of know who they are, um, friends of mine. But I got one from... Somebody who seemed a little perturbed, which was fun. Okay. Uh, like I did an episode on bone broth and Ooh. It, was, it was sort of the idea of my podcast is just, it's supposed to be quasi satirical sometimes or sort of arch gastro comedy, which, which is a term that I love. You're a jargon man. You know, I love jargon. <laughs> I'm a jargon guy. Um, yeah, so more jargon, more, more jargon. jargon. All right. I'm calling it right now. Let's see what we got. Let's see Would what you, you got. please. Oh, my goodness. Hello. Here we go. Brett Easton Ellis. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's ringing. It's ringing. It should be cool. I like that this is like the idea that that's your assistant. You just have a woman sitting in a room. Oh, absolutely. You're like, I have to pay her $25 an hour, but it's worth it. She's plugging in co- like cables into other ones, like an old timey fucking phone operator. <laughs> yeah, she's working the switchboard. <laughs> Richard, the calls are coming in too fast. I can't one, keep them. One moment, please. Uh,. RP3, RP3 Incorporated. <laughs> Hello and welcome to 3838134. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is great. Please leave your voicemail at the tone. Richard, I was having a discussion about condiments with my good friend. He insists that mustard is superior condiment. When it's very clear to all right and sane thinking people that mayo is in fact the superior condiment.
Please call today. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll send... That phone number again is 323-81-FOOD-4. Once again, 323-81-FOOD-4. 81-FOOD-4. Call today. There we go. I could use that. Is I it could... free to set up a Google Voice? It is, yeah. Well, well, well. Fuck yeah. Maybe you need to have a, a Gmail account. Ours would just be full of death threats. We do have a Gmail. It's yap42069 at gmail.com. You can... As always, email us. We anytime. made this. We made the, like I said. This podcast has been going on for like about thirty years. 30 so we years. made we made this when we were like nine. <laughs> that was the coolest fucking email address we could have figured out. Yeah? The juvenile humor was at its peak. It's uh, yeah, four twenty sixty nine at aol dot com. What was the first podcast? Joe Rogan. What was the first? Is Joe Rogan podcast? the first podcaster? The first ever podcast? Yeah, probably. 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 What was it? Just Joe Rogan being mad? <laughs> no, Joe Rogan being like. It's crazy that like we're on like a rock in space, man, <laughs> and we're all just like super primates. Is that how he sounds? No, now? not at all. I can't super, really do. I'm not good at impressions. I can't do impressions. Super primates. Yeah, we're just like monkeys on a space rock, man. You ever think about that? <laughs> Whoa. You know what's crazy? I actually have thought about that. Yeah, I actually like, have like, thought about like, that. Who are we? Where are we going? I, I what listen, is better? I listen to Joe Rogan sometimes when I was younger, because like when you're younger, you're like, yeah, we are just. <laughs> Super apes on a space rock, and then you get, then you hit your thirties. You're like, yeah, I don't have time for that shit. I don't have time for any of that. I'm crap. 35. I'm wearing black tees over Joe here. Joe Rogan, shut the crisis. fuck up. Tomorrow's the actual day. Tomorrow's the actual day. I like to do dinner on the actual birthday Thank as you. opposed to like you know, I'm not a huge like birthday guy like you know I, I appreciate birthday I, I thank my mom for giving birth to me but like shout out to people, Carl's mom you see yeah shout out to Joyce uh, just uh, we, we, <laughs> she's great me and my brothers really put it through the ring what a solid uterus yeah but like I don't know you see people in restaurants and like my thing is no server should ever have to sing happy birthday to anyone that was just cruel making also no one should want their group of friends to be singing happy birthday to them at all, and definitely not in public. If you want to do that in your house and make your friends sing a dumb song, that's one thing. To have a group of 10 people in a restaurant singing, disturbing everyone else, that is the dumbest if, shit in the world. If, if I was at a dinner and that actually happened, I would get up and leave the table. I, I would walk away. refuse to have anyone I would walk away. sing for me. It's like... Yeah, you want to like put a candle. Well, good thing you don't go to Buca de Beppo or something, you know. Good thing you're going to like fucking Korean barbecue. They're like, oh, if someone's like, oh, it's his birthday, will you sing? They're like, no, and they walk away. Yeah, exactly. They're like, uh, like here's no, your bulgogi. I got no. shit to do. It's a fair point. It is kind of awful. <laughs> Who wants that? But at the same time, the sentiment behind it is beautiful. Yeah, they're they're my friends. They're there. We'll do a toast. We do a happy birthday to, I don't know, the yeah. song, the song's terrible. to Carl. That's it. We Done. all know the birthday song does not slap. It doesn't slap and it's never slapped. <laughs> we need a birthday song that bangs. We don't have one. So I forego any song. Yeah, come on, Tiesto. Get on that shit. Come on. I'm not sh- Would he do Richard? a good job? Is You're a musician. Mm. Hey, I'll get my guy on okay, it. Okay, get your guy on it. Is this a bit that you do? Because this is really true. I feel like this gets to something very... something. Maybe very I should related. start doing this on stage because I feel like it's, it'll strike a nerve. But then I'll, I'll, I'll ferret out the, the birthday song people in the and crowd and I'll confront them. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll say, you're garbage. You're trash. Yeah. Get them out of here. Well, you know, it was great. Uh, my little brother was out here visiting me over Thanksgiving and oh. his birthday is a week before mine, the 21st. I'm the 28th. Shout out to Ethan. And uh, he turned 30. Big, big milestone. Shout out to Ethan. And uh, we were at Roberta's for the day because I had gone out to the Getty Center, you know, classic LA visitor stuff when right. someone comes out. And then we went to Roberta's. They brought him a pizza with a candle. That's the kind of fucking thing. That is a no great song, so no sing. hubbub, just pizza with a candle. Pizza with a candle, baby. God, that's my kind of birthday that's cake. That's my kind of birthday. We I, did eat three pizzas that day. 
oh, there'll be eight, three nice pies. Yeah. That That's was, all I that want. Nice. I remember once when I would, I was, I lost a lot of weight after college by like eating really healthy. And I was on like a real strong, no sugar kick for like nine months. It was just like real, no, I don't want any sugar. I've always been more of a savory guy anyway, but my mom got me Hamoni Birico from like the Philly, mm. South Philly market. And for my birthday, she gave me Hamoni Birko with candles in it. And covered it in still sugar. Still the best. That is so still great. Still the best birthday cake I've ever had. <laughs> I would, dude, ham it over was cake. So, it was so moist in the middle. Ham it was great. over cake any fucking it was, day. It was a funfetti Birko like yeah. too. There was little bits of just like flex. This is a color. hint for you, Joel, that you need to get me Hamoni Birko. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Are the gifts I got you for your birthday not good enough? By the way, one of them is in my truck. Okay. Joel actually got me two amazing You've gifts. You've them? He, well, he has yeah, got we already know. No, no, no. I'm going to get that, that next gift for you. Okay. We're, we're going we're gonna to do it. Well, Joel got me a Perone. Uh, I got him a Perone. We're yeah. strong Perone advocates. Yes. Right. And uh, I, I've just never had one. I don't know why I, sh- I should have just bought one years ago. It's just weird. It's I have weird a wine skin that I like to take to okay. outdoor activities. You use that. I yeah. use that. You know, you get the arm extension. But, you know, having a Perone, it's like. It's classy. Do you even have a home if you don't have a Perone? No, no. Like, home is where the Perone is. You need a bowl of lemons on your kitchen table uh, for some reason. Right. I don't know why. And yeah. then you need, you need a Perone. You need, like, you need like a bottle of good olive oil and like yeah. a shaft of sunlight. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you need like some tasteful succulents. Yes, absolutely. And then you need like a Perone on the shelf. I am surprised that you have a, an alarming like a few sorry, wine glasses and they're all like mismatched and never clean. <laughs> well, I'm always You're, drinking wine out of them. But it's just, you, you seem, it seems very just, you know, unorganized. Well, one of them, I got, they're all I got for, they all, I got them all for free. Well, <laughs> I think it's time to that, buy some stemware, why. motherfucker. What else it's a birthday get? gift to yourself. What else did you get for Carl? I also got him a t-shirt. Uh, a Simpsons a white, shirt. A white pocketed t-shirt, because I know he likes them, mm-hmm. of Lenny. And it's uh, Lenny just kind of like holding a can of beans. And it says, please don't tell anyone how I live. Like, if you open the pocket. You open the pocket, you see and him. You in see, his, that's you see nice. It. I mean, for old Carl. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. New Carl. I don't even know if you can wear that. I know. Carl's Midlife like, Christ. Simpsons cartoons? That shit's stupid. Get it out of here. Midlife crisis, Carl. No, I love that shirt because I love that part when the the house falls over. The side of Lenny's house falls open and just reveals like the worry. He's he's wearing like he's like hunched down. He's he's wearing he's wearing a Kowalski and like dolphin shorts or whatever (laughs) and fucking like slippers and he just like he's just like meek and he just says please don't tell. Oh, we should tell Richard about he's he's a a jargon guy. Jargon, 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 jargon. jargon, Obviously. Uh, ha- wife, wife beaters is a problematic term. No wife beaters. It's it's going to be 2019 soon. We we don't say that. Um, so we call them Kowalskis. Yes, because in Streetcar, that's uh, Brando's character, yeah. uh. and he wears that shirt. And this was from my dad back in the day. People called him Kowalski. And, and, really? Because and he we're was not a, looking back from we're this. We're not looking back. We're not and looking it, back. Because it was such an iconic role. Brando in the undershirt. We're staring Stella, at the sun. you know. Yes. So they're, if from here on out, they're Kowalski. So you can, ta- you can take that. Yeah. Because we're taking that, front matter. And that's something. Okay. We're yeah, taking front a, matter for sure. Trade, but that's something that started here on this podcast? No. I, it was Let's a say thing. yes. Let's I mean, just say yes. I got no, it from my dad. No, we owned it. Also, guinea tea is out. That's out. No, guinea tea is out. Problematic term. But Kowalski is something that's in the culture now? According to my dad. I mean, it might have just been like from the 60s. I trust him. I've never heard anyone else say well, it, ev- but I, I like it. Everything's cyclical, man. It's yeah. all coming back around. That's true. We're all just a bunch of primates floating on a fucking rock. That's They're gonna, You know what's going to happen? They're going to reboot Streetcar because they're rebooting everything. Yeah. There'll be some new hunk. Oh, it's going to be Ryan Gosling. Oh, yeah. wow. In we're going to call it a Gosling. It'll be Tom Hardy and a fucking Kowalski, and then it'll be a Hardy. <laughs> No, no, and then people like, yeah, have an Hardy, and then I think like, Ed Hardy. Right. God, remember that dark time in fashion? Oh yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that was kind of rough. That was that was rough for everybody. Yeah, tattoo art's really stupid. Good thing <laughs> I never got any of it on my body. Wait, so, so we never got to the third gift. Is it the third and final gift? The third gift is the gift of song. Mm. Yes, I wrote Carl. I wrote Carl. <laughs> you, I wrote you Carl. Give me a fucking flyer. It has a little fucking flexi disc on it. It's a birthday song. It's all about tacos. <laughs> you know what's actually a good birthday song replacement would be the one from The Simpsons. Is it Bleeding Gums Murphy? He writes the, the, the song for Lisa Happy. No, 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 that's, Lisa. Uh, oh, it's Michael Jackson. That's Michael Jackson, who went on, uh, under a, a pseudonym. Pseudonym? Yes. Yes. Uh, for that episode. That should be the yeah. birthday song. If it's Joel's birthday, I'm like, happy Joel, it's your birthday. I don't know. Happy if, birthday, but one Joel. Of, oh. one, but one of the lines is, and your first kiss from a boy. So I think that's appreciate for you because mm. you've never, yeah, I don't think you've, uh, you've uh, appreciated a first kiss yet. That's true. From a man. No, I haven't. Not yet. You're 35. I'm I like, know. hey, black tea, I'm out here. We don't know what's going to happen. You're going to get that, that earring on the left side that's dangly. <laughs> I mean, you're going to do it all. But that's going to that's gonna be the new birthday song. We're leaving aside wife beater, but the earring is still uh, has cultural earring, earring still, yeah. Earring, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's still there. Yeah, still there. You kind of just trailed yeah, up there. Yeah, I did kind of yeah, trail, trail, just just trail, yeah. trail up there. That was the Kowalski of uh, <laughs> verbal signifiers. <laughs> a verbal Kowalski. Well, uh, well I got to say, if we're, if we're on the topic of shirts and and we have discussed Joel and I's apparel. You, oh, you are, you are a denim we're on talk, denim. We're talking triple denim, folks. I wow. was trying to get to the visual description so that you guys could have edit, but mm -hmm. you know, I set them up. You guys are moving too quickly. <laughs> well, we got to take a picture let's, let's, after we're yeah, done. Yeah, we will. We will absolutely but, take a picture. But uh, I got to say, I love denim. And the key to pulling off the triple denim is each is a different shade. Yes. The problem is you spill wine on that nice denim work coat. It's going to be very apparent. But me over here, they'll be like, is Carl soaked in wine? I can't even tell. Is okay. Carl spilling it himself or is he getting it all his mouth? Then we have no way to know. I've never done a triple black denim. I think that that's what's that's called. That's too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. They call that the they call that the Neil Diamond. He did it once in uh, 1972. Oh yeah, that's had right. Had sex with everybody in the room when he walked in. Men, women, animals, just it was animal, just, mineral, his vegetable. Sexual Doesn't magnetism was off the chart. He's like, I can't do it anyway. Can't do the triple black. Can't do the triple black, babe. Can't do it. Where that came from was that he was tired of you know getting front matter stains all over. <laughs> Front matter. That sounds like something they'd say to like a forensic scene. They're like, okay, yeah, as you can see, the splatter distribution here is pretty front matter over here on the wall. Yeah, right, write yeah. it down. We'll look at it, it in the lab. <laughs> <laughs> but what about the sign out? Is there a is there a good podcast term for the for the outro? Oh, you mean after the mid roll, which comes yeah. after the front matter? <laughs> after the front matter. <laughs> oh yeah, punch out. A punch, punch out. out. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Beautiful. How did you initially get into podcasts? Because I know you're a man of many trades. You know, you're writing cookbooks, you're doing film, you're doing music. Yeah. When was the time that you either started enjoying podcasts for yourself or decided like, I'm going to fucking throw my hat in the game? I was lucky enough to um, do a project with a, a publishing company that I had had a long, um, mostly intern association with called McSweeney's, which is in the San Francisco Shout Bay out to area. McSweeney's. Run by a guy named Dave Eggers, and um, they had this deal with uh, KCRW down here in LA to make something. Right. And so Dave had this idea that if they were to make something for radio, uh, that I would do it, and that it would be a radio drama in the style of uh, Mercury Theater's War of the Worlds. Oh, I think, yes. Uh, Orson, Orson Welles. Welles, for those who don't know. Yeah, I mean, I love that hearkening back to the radio play. So a lot of sound and the idea that uh, in, in War of the Worlds, uh, there are alien invaders and they right. broadcast it live on radio. Right. And, and everyone, everyone really out. believed that there were alien invaders because people are stupid. 
Exactly. And, yeah, but back then, if it was on the radio, it was real. It was like, like if you got if you got like everyone at the same time got like an Amber Alert esque kind of thing where like you're on your phone, it popped up, and there was like an alien invasion going on. You might believe it. Exactly. You never know. That's true. And before television, it was all just this monolithic way that we told stories and right. got news and all that stuff. So anyway, hearkening back to that, Dave was like, "Yeah, so we'll do it like that, except." It'll be musical and it'll star the Flaming Lips and uh, Wayne Coyne, the lead singer. This will, sounds amazing. We'll have a human face-shaped thing growing out of his leg, and then it'll sing, and you'll meet other bands, and it'll be great. And you're like, "Yes, Dave Eggers, right. I will do that." Yes, that it sounds was, like fun. It was one of those meetings where you come out of it and you're like, "I guess we're just gonna." <laughs> do the I guess thing. we're going right. for it. Face leg, cool. It was like the first meeting that I had when someone was talking about VR. They're like, "So have you gotten into VR?" Right. And I was like don't know what that is and so, wayne coin so is like, in the corner in that giant plastic ball okay. and they're like wayne what do you think he's like can't hear what <laughs> the ball. I, I wayne, you gotta get out of the ball we're having a meeting i, I, I don't get out of the ball for less than 10 g's <laughs> okay wayne you can stay in the ball just primary mode of transportation everywhere it's like there uh, he goes he's just right, right exactly he just pops out the window of the office floats away <laughs> Anyway, I'm I'm Kowalskiing this story a little bit. But <laughs> right, right. I ended up should. doing an hour-long musical uh, radio drama with I'm a reporter on the scene, and Wayne has this thing growing in his leg. And um, what's that called? It's called Wayne Coins Human Head Shaped Tumor. <laughs> <laughs> really on the nose. And wow. they, it was appointment listening. They broadcast it on KCRW a couple times, and and it's on the internet. Did it have a theme song? Wayne Coins Human Head Shaped Tumor. Episode one. <laughs> no, but everything was live. Was the idea is that I found I went, I arrive, I'm the reporter and I arrive on the scene. That sounds I'm awesome. Describing it and but then the conceit that we develop throughout the hour is that only music will will kind of take care of this ailment. And okay. So, um, we got great people like uh, uh, Eleanor Friedberger, uh, who was in a band called The Fiery Furnaces, and now she's doing her own thing. Only uh, music can heal Wayne. Yeah, this band, <laughs> this great band called um, Nico Muli did something. The head shrinking. Keep playing, everybody. <laughs> yeah, basically, we did that over and over again for an hour, and it kind of worked. Um, but yeah, this band Oneida performed like a surgery, like a like a sonic sonic surgery. surgery. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. The Oneida guys were awesome. I Righteous. The line that we. Wrote Wrote that was performed so great by one of the guys in Oneida was <laughs> we were in the hospital finally oh yeah Bill Callahan smog did something but we're in the hospital finally and we're still not getting this thing out and uh and we, Nico Muli tries to soothe the tumor out with this beautiful kind of orchestral synthy thing and then the guys from Oneida show up and they're like we were just next door uh, the Gypsy Kings had metastasized inside of Eddie Vedder's <laughs> thorax. Oh my God! We shredded them right out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm so glad that we wrote that and that yeah. someone said that and someone put it on the radio. So that's how it all. So glad that that's out in the world. That is great. I'm gonna have to go fucking listen to that. I say, got- all right, here's the pitch. We're gonna do a live Thank musical you. radio play about the life of Mago Barca, Hannibal's brother, <laughs> and his quest to conquer the island port of Menorca, and. <laughs> Give rise to the greatest condiment of all time. Mustard. And it'll be like lots of like fun Carthaginian numbers. You know, they got the war elephants. We're dancing on top. I don't know. There's something there. There's something there. I feel like we, we, we'll, we'll call Wayne. Call, hey, we'll get Wayne in. Loop hey, Wayne man. in. Give me a call. Anytime you can get war elephants in there, you know you've made it. Barca. Do, 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 do. <laughs> he was a military genius. I mean, this guy, he, he needs a musical named after him. Hannibal gets all the love. What happened to Mago? <laughs> oh, my God. We're actually talking about Hannibal Burris. So right, this exactly, is very, exactly. This is all just new age. Uh, well, that I'm, I mean, I'm gonna have to go give that a listen. That's I, I feel like it's, uh, as uh, it Mark, sounds it sounds zany. As I believe Mark Twain said about Wagner, 
It's better than it sounds. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually like, oh, all right. So the idea for our podcast business card is going to have our logo on the front and then on the back it's going to say, it's better than it sounds. <laughs> it's better than it sounds. You can take this. A chef, you have to listen a to comedian, it. Yeah. A food podcast. Yeah, it's, it's better, better than, than it sounds. <laughs> but anyway, I just think that podcast is, you know, it's, it's a great emerging form that is, you know, if, if you're a creative guy who does something that doesn't fit in many places. That's true. It's such a great avenue. Right. Like Space blog. pickles. Exactly. Sonic surgery. There's a world for that. It's better than it sounds. It's better, it's it's better than it sounds. It's a tag for everything. <laughs> but yeah, so started doing the zany food podcast and... Um, I hope that you guys check it out. When can people uh, expect the new episode of Richard's Famous Food Podcast to Just drop? Set your alarm clock for a year from today. Okay. No, Synchronize no. watches now. I, On I the summer a, solstice of 2019. Right, exactly. It goes in phases of the moon. Uh, I only release one on leap year. So. No, I, I, I'm definitely going to get one out in the next couple months. I, I, it has been a very slow release schedule. I set the bar pretty high with the first episode. There's all this original sound design, and I kind of like alienate all my friends by making them work really hard for like a passion project. <laughs> right, nice, nice. And then you're like, it's 15 minutes long. And they're like, Let's I was here for hours. <laughs> Exactly. Well, we, punk, we we fit a lot into 15 minutes, so um, there's only been three episodes. Well, listen to the Mishmash episode because it's super interesting. It's super well produced. Thank you. And it kind of brings all these divergent perspectives on food and different kind of cool different stories. And unlike this podcast, it's not just a couple assholes rambling for it's an better hour. better than it sounds. It's got <laughs> things in can, it. Can I say what the next one is going to be about? Yes, please do. Please. Natural wine. Woo! Hell yes. Carl's head just exploded. Well, you know, we're, we're big fans of natural wine here on the pod. And you know what's actually funny? Um, like earlier we were talking about, you know, I, I wouldn't be hungover. There was uh, this group of French winemakers called the Gang of Four. Uh, you, you might know this. I know you have wine knowledge. And uh, it was like I was just talking about wine people and like, I, I guess this is the one dude's Jules Chavert or whatever. Like these guys drank so much wine that like the pretty much the reason they created the modern movement of natural wine is so they could just drink more wine, drink more wine, and feel yeah. fine the next day. Why, I love why that. Do, why do you think I'm opening up a sandwich in natural wine? Yeah, place? it's just four, I just want to drink more just wine. It's four and eat drunk French winemakers. They're like, we have to find a way to drink more wine. Take out the additives. We can drink much more. Why are they German? I, I said, I'm bad at uh, Welcome to, welcome to the Paris. Additives are giving me the headache. This isn't 1943, bro. We are thinking that the sofa is bad for the, the humors of the bat. <laughs> I can't really do a French accent. It is uh, not. Uh, we are not liking you, the uh, you, sofa. I, I love that. No, no. You have to. You have to hold up a fake yeah. cigarette, or yeah. like you have to just uh, act, act jaunty. Yeah, we are. Uh, I don't know what you are doing. I don't understand where we are going. I think that uh, maybe no, more you're, wine. You're switching to German. I think more you're wine would be German. good. Um, and uh, you know, natural wines and little croissants. You know, he was little, just in Paris, and this is terrible. You were there for a week. You got nothing. I got nothing. I was just doing croissant. Uh, did you go to Raw Wine by any We sure, sure did. did. I didn't see you guys there, but I did a bunch of reporting there. and I, I was, We were there on Monday. Yeah, we went, we went on Monday. I went both days. Okay. Oh. But mm. only later on. Well, we didn't, we couldn't see you because you weren't wearing triple denim. But were you at any of the after parties? Uh, I, I went to the, yeah, I went to the ERB one. Okay. I was there briefly as well. I went there for a second Joel and Bell. I said, no. Joel Bell and then I weft. I weft. Bell I weft. I weft. I weft. Because he's weak. I left. No, I wasn't weak. It was just like 15 minutes to get a drink. Mm, not my speed. But I was interviewing winemakers from all over and I was getting them to do like an ID for the front matter. Oh, of my nice. Uh, um, to say like, 
Hello, I am. Hello, so you are listening to uh, Richard's famous food podcast. And I was getting them. what is that? I don't know. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> where where are you from? Of Georgia. <laughs> yeah, can you do a Georgian accent? Absolutely not. One of my favorite producers was that. I think it's called Streka seventeen oh five. The Slovakian. Did you have oh, that guy? Oh yeah, Streka. Yes. Yeah. The S T. Is it Streka? Well, I, I, think I have a picture of the label. In the wine is it Slovenia here? or Slovakia? Well, there's both. Okay. There's, there's yeah. I know, but which one was that one from? I think Slovenia. It was Slo- Slovenia. I, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's Slovenian. Okay. Yeah. There was so many. There, I mean, there was so much good wine there. So I was, much good I wine was there. Fucking loved it so much. But yeah, that that Slovenian guy, I was like, wow, I, I want to go to fucking Slovenia. What I discovered by asking people to say this in the language of their choice, Richard's famous food podcast, and welcome to, and you're listening to, and they would say it in their, their language of choice, and when they landed on the word podcast, it was always just podcast. Right. In every language. Podcast is universal. It's universal, baby. Yeah. That's, and that's why it's the future. It is. Orson Welles knew it. <laughs> Brett Easton Ellis knows it. And now, and now we know it. We know it. it sounds like we're headed towards the punch out soon. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're punching out right we're now. We're punching out right now, baby. Look, let's plug all of your things. Your podcast, Richard's Famous Food Podcast, is at Richard's Famous. You have another podcast that you recorded live from... Astro restaurant. It's true. It's sort of top seek though. Wait, Astro like Astro Burger? Yeah. The, no, oh. the Astro Diner. The Astro. Diner. Oh, Astro Diner. Yeah, the twenty-four-hour diner. So nice. that's called live at the Astro. It's called live from the Astro. Damn. A man, a man of many talents, <laughs> a multi-hyphenate, it's a and chat-chat. of course, you know, Grill Tacos. The book is amazing. Uh, you know, we love Wes on the show so much, and yeah. it's been so awesome to see him open the restaurant. And if you haven't been to the restaurant yet, you live in LA. It's in the Arts District, and you're fucking up by not going. Cause it's, it's, it's the best. And they just introduced some new menu items. And a breakfast burrito. Oh, yeah. go seven. I haven't 11. had it yet. I just had it yesterday for the first time. Fuck. So good. Oh, it, man. It's just a little window. Yeah. On, I, I love that. Uh, Mateo or whatever. Oh, right. He's got the window. Uh, yeah. That's smart. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah. Get the cookbook. Visit the shit. And, you know, follow RP. Do you, do you ever refer to yourself as RP3? I do. And that's it. Wes actually branded me as that. You know, we, Damn we said that right. when we had Wes on the podcast. He was like, my friend, RP3. We're like, who's this? This guy sounds, this guy sounds interesting. I got to tell you what he said just really quickly. Yeah. There are a lot of people named Richard Parks. There's this guy who's a literary agent. Okay. I, you know, I worked at publishing. There's companies. other RPs out there. Yeah, you need to set yourself emails. apart. There's this Welsh rugby star. I thought when he retired, he would go Welsh away. rugby star. But then star. he went on to climb the seven highest peaks in the world. In oh, the shortest no. Of time. You thought he was done, and then he, he became a mountaineer. Television <laughs> show about it, raising money for charity. Oh, like, oh this guy is just way better than you. He, we should uh, have him on. Yeah. He will always be better, and he will not go away. God damn it. <laughs> My name is Richard Hill Parks III, but if you tell people that, you're just asking. They right. Sounds like a like southern baron. But as Wes said to me... You can't just put Richard Parks on the cover of our cookbook because everybody's named Richard Parks. That's true. So Richard Parks the third. I'm having a problem where there is a young, very talented, up and coming boxer in Ontario named Carl the Razor Hess. Ooh, <laughs> and that's so much cooler than what I'm doing. And apparently he's like kicking ass. So I, I have to figure out a way to like make sure that this guy doesn't become the Carl Hess because he's the Razor. I need a nickname. The Dull Blade. Nah, God damn it, that's terrible. <laughs> nah, well, you're not helping me at well, all. You're 35. You're not up and coming. You're on the other side of God the hill. God damn it, I'm on the downslope. Yeah. I'm on the punch out. I'm on the punch out of life. Carl, sleep before 9 p.m. Oh, uh, my front matter days are over. <laughs> Sounds like something you should settle in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I have no choice but to find this young Canadian, take a brutal beating, and give him all my social media handles. Well, 
Uh, as always, you can follow me at Carl Hess, Instagram and Twitter. You can follow Joel at Joel David Miller always. on Instagram. He's not on Twitter because he's got better shit to do. I'm a busy man. man you can email time. us, yap42069 at gmail.com. Send us grievances. Send us uh, fan art of us as space pickles. I don't uh, know. Uh, I don't know what you're doing out there. Make a good birthday song. Get off your ass and do something for one time. Yeah, we can't be doing everything. Seriously. Um, you know, listen, uh, rate, and review on iTunes. It definitely helps to... Uh, we, we just had a nice review yesterday. Just get, get on there. You have time. You have time. What are you doing right now? Yeah, do seriously. Right now. Who are you to do resist? right now. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. No, just do it. Um, Richard, this has been an enlightening and enlivening discussion. Thank you for joining us. I completely agree. Thank you, you, you for having me. You fermented my heart. What, what can people... Like, in the, in the world of Richard Parks III, what, is, what are you most excited about that people can be on the lookout for? One uh, final plug on the punch out. Well, One final punch out. Mike Tyson style. Right now, it's about Boba, and it'll be out in 2019. Oh, shit. Uh, a Boba book? Yeah. God, the Boba Bible? The Boba you book. You never stop. Yeah. All right. Well, look out for that Boba book. Follow Richard. He's a great follow on all social media. Richard always, Parks the third. Always up to something cool. Uh, you've you've illuminated how we need to up our business card game and give it by us getting one critical <laughs> podcast jargon, which I respect. And uh, let's go listen to this house song about tacos. Thank you, guys. We'll be back next week. Go eat something delicious.